Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. There's no panic, you know. There's, there's, a, there's definitely a sense of urgency for us to get better, and uh, <clears throat> we understand that. Uh, you know, we're at the point of the season where, you know, you got a few weeks before All Star break, and, and it's the time to, to ramp up. You know, you want to try to go into All Star break playing, playing really well. Um, so, you know, we get a couple days of practice uh, coming up, and you know, just learn from the night, learn from the film. Um, but you know, just just continue to communicate, continue to try to get better. Mike Conley talking after the Jazz lost their fourth in a row. They're going to try and stop that streak tonight at home against the Denver Nuggets. PK, what? got to play some better defense. Stop giving up 120 points. Rudy Gobert getting tested. It's the Joker followed by Portland again. And he just had a, a debacle in Portland, a nightmare. Who did? Got to go after Whiteside. Gobert had a debacle, a nightmare, is that what you're saying? Yes. Whiteside had a huge game. A debacle. A nightmare. Yes. Wow. All right. Word power made easy. I'm just trying out new words. Jazz game tonight, 7 o'clock. Nuggets are going back-to-back, and they just had a trade. We'll get into that. Listen to the game on uh, 97.5 and 1280. The zone pregame starts at 6 o'clock. Hashtag NBA. Someone hits five threes in a quarter like you did. Did you think there's a hot hand to believe about whatever you're channeling when you go through a stretch like that in the game? I guarantee the analytics person or people <laughs> has never, ever been in a zone in their life. LeBron got hot and used that as a chance to take a shot at analytics. The Lakers used it as a chance to route the Spurs, 129-102. to 102. LeBron ended up with 36 points in the game. Big news in the NBA, a four-team, 12-player deal. The Rockets moving Clint Capella to the Atlanta Hawks. Minnesota and Denver also involved. Think anybody really changed themselves for the better here, PK? Is Houston going to change their place? Well, Houston's the the only one that we care about, right? Because the others are not very interesting as it is to begin with. So what can they do there going small? You know, how's that going to play out? Are they done? Are they going to get a... Another big guy to go in there. I'm just going to go with Covington. Covington's a decent player. So add to the mix of what they have. It's an interesting situation and a decision that the Rockets have made. Because, you know, a couple years ago, Capella was all that, and people were excited about him. We had that one guy columnist on from Houston telling us he was just as good or better than Gobert. Brian T. Smith. Uh, Maybe at the time he was playing well, but they've given up on him two years later. So a lot of interesting stuff that's there to see how it plays out. They were 10-1 and when Capella didn't play this year. That's the number I think Rocket fans are going to hold on to here, see if they uh, can do that well without him for the long run now that he's been moved to Atlanta. Elsewhere in the NBA, the Nuggets did play last night. Nikola Jokic. The Joker, 29 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists, a triple a Typically fabulous line as the Nuggets blow out the Blazers 127-99. And finally, Damian Lillard looked like a normal person instead of a mega superstar and 
putting up numbers that hadn't been seen since Wilt, averaging 48 points a game and all of that, but he didn't have the magic in this one, PK. What was he? 21 points, 9 assists. Those are still good numbers, but they're just not off the charts the same way. And then his, uh, his shooting percentage, 8 of 23 from the floor, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. Yeah, well, it's sort of like the Jazz. Maybe it's a little emblematic of the Jazz. You know, you were all that for a while, and then uh, you slumped. The jazz, bigger stretch, 25 games of playing all that, and four games of not doing well. And, and so Lillard's a player. He'll be okay. And uh, the Jazz, are they a player? Will they be okay? Rockets beat the Hornets. They didn't have... Uh... Westbrook for that game either. That was James Harden going for 40 points, and the Rockets roll 125 to 110. So everybody in the West that you would expect to win, the Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Rockets, they all they all got the victories. NBA's tweaking the All-Star Weekend three-point shootout, adding deep shots, three-pointers, well behind the line, giving them 10 extra seconds to launch those. So if you're into All-Star Saturday night, three-point contest is going to look a little different. You want some NBA action tonight in addition to the Jazz? The Heat are playing the Clippers. That looks like a pretty good game. That'll be on ESPN at 8 o'clock. So when the Jazz are done, you can flip over and uh, catch the fourth quarter of that one. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Utah State hosting UNLV tonight, 8 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. This will be their second meeting of the year. Aggies went down to Las Vegas and got beat. So... See if they can split that series and uh, get a victory at home tonight. They've been pretty good at home. They've had their issues on the road. See if they can handle this one right now. UNLV is a half game in front of them in the conference race. They're six and four in the conference, and Utah State six and five. Although UNLV eleven and twelve on the year, not all that, not all that special. Eight o'clock, seven thirty with the pregame show with Scotty G here on the Zone. Hashtag college football. My legacy, as defined by me, will not be about the wins and losses, although there's a lot of them. It'll be about the relationships I've made with my players. Very emotional day today when I told our, our football team. Obviously very sudden, but I felt, felt like that was what was needed. That was the first place I needed to go to tell the people what was going on, my football team. And our coaches were in there at the same time, so they found out as well. So Michigan State needs a new head coach. And PK, the timing on this is curious. The day before signing day, that is uh, bad for the school, bad for the team, an odd time to be walking away. I don't know how many scholarships they plan to have signed today, so I can't answer that. With the early signing period, they may be already booked up. I'm not following Michigan State's recruiting. I'll leave that to others. So I don't know about that. But, you know, the program had been trending in the opposite direction of where it was just a few years back. Seems like there was all sorts of stuff surrounding the program. He got his $4.3 million retention bonus in January. 63 years old and take the money and run. Got to spend time with your family. You sure hope you'll be able to buy a few ice cream cones with $4.3 million. <laughs> BYU's second game this year with Michigan State. That'll be the uh, it'll be home opener after they go to Utah in the opener go back and face Michigan State. The stuff you're referring to, there's a former staffer who's alleged, alleging multiple NCAA recruiting violations. That he wasn't supposed to recruit off campus, and D'Antonio took him off campus, and they recruited. There's all kinds of stuff. So 
See how that sorts itself out. That's minor compared to all the sex harassment stuff and assault stuff that's been going on. Well, the staffer says that he was made the fall guy for a lot of that as well. Ah, so he's bitter, and I'm going to get back at you. Arizona State, Tony White leaving to take the defensive coordinator job at Syracuse. And now Marvin Lewis and Antonio Pierce are co-defensive coordinators at ASU. How Sun Devil Nation feel about that? Marvin Lewis can coach football. I mean, I think that's obvious. <laughs> and, uh, Antonio Pierce is just taking his net out to Southern California and scooping up a lot of players. He played in the NFL. Marvin Lewis coached in the NFL. I, you know, I don't really get caught up in that. I mean, you made a big deal about the the, rec- the coordinators a couple years back. They were supposed to stay, and then they left. Well, now they're on the, like your third one since. <laughs> Cycling through them left and right. Just come Lost go. another coordinator to the New Mexico head coaching job. Yeah, and this guy, White, was on the job for about three weeks. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah, because he was the defensive coordinator, and then White got promoted for one game, the bowl game, and then a month later he decides he needs to go to Syracuse. And I mean, and they tell you, oh, this is a great place to be, and blah, 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 blah. I don't pay attention to any of that. DJ and PK. Uh, Hashtag NFL. Are we watching the world's slowest move ever? The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are playing one game a year in London, are now going to play two games a year in London and can play back-to-back. I suppose this is some kind of test case for the NFL eventually putting a team there and trying to minimize travel. Instead of alternating home and road games, go over there for a couple or three. But anyways, they're going to play two games at Wembley. And then Wembley generates twice the revenue of a game that's played in Jacksonville. Twice as lucrative. So they they're going to have six, six home games in Florida and two in England. They get to keep the revenue? I believe they do. Well, how much does it cost to go over there, though? I don't know the answer to that. Well, so there would be some increased costs, I would think. Plus, they've got to house the players, I would assume, for the two weeks that they're over there. How much does that all add up to and the staff and everything? So... I would need to know what the final dollar amount is and does it help them and their uh, merchandising and how much of that do they get? How much is that going in the league? I mean, once we're going to get in money, which I don't pay attention to because I'm just about the sport, the money stuff, but you introduced money, so there's a lot of questions that remains to be seen. You just can't read that and take it at face value. The gross revenue is great, but tell me how much you're netting. Yeah. There have been tons of rumors linking them to a move to London forever. Tons? Tons. Wow, forever. That's Tonnage. a long time. Well, maybe not forever. Well, Shad <laughs> Con owns a soccer team over there, so. Sure, but that's not new. I mean, the I know, other things. pro sports owners, hey, the, the Bucks owners, right? Cronky yeah. yeah. owns Arsenal. The Milwaukee Bucks? What's they, what do they own? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. They call them the Bucks, I think, of basketball. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Blockbuster deal. The Red Sox and the Dodgers. The Dodgers are taking on some salary. Mookie Betts, David Price. Price has three years left. Hasn't been as effective. Is he on the downside? What are they going to be able to get out of him? But they get Betts. They get a bat to put in that lineup. Fire everybody up and made a second deal and traded uh, Jack Peterson to the Angels. The Dodgers... Even Larry the Laker, who complains about everything the Dodgers do, was pumped up about this, PK. Ready for the Dodgers in the World Series now, or 
One more bad isn't enough to write him in. Well, but they lose the bat of Peterson. And they he, do. He had like 36 home runs last year. So how much of that is a wash? Betts is a little bit better player, for sure. I would say that over Peterson. But Peterson was basically a salary dump there to the Angels. The Angels need to get some pitching before I can consider them something that uh, should be taken seriously as far as getting in the postseason. They've added a couple nice bats in Peterson and Rendon. Uh, But is that a little bit of a wash? I think it strengthens the team for sure, but how much? I mean, they they won the division by 21 games, so they're going to win the division by 25? (laughs) (laughs) What good does that do you? (laughs) Yeah. Well, now I guess Clayton Kershaw or any other Dodger who's interested can just walk over to Mookie and say, okay, what's the deal? Were you guys you guys really cheating when you beat us in the series? What was, what was going on Ask there? Ask Walker Bueller. <laughs> you, have the, you have the cameras and the video stuff going and you know, banging on trash cans and all that stuff? I think Betts is going to be a free agent, too. He's got so. one year on his contract, uh, and then he's out. Uh, well, he doesn't yeah. have to be out, but he could <laughs> be. He'll have the choice. Free agency for him is just a year away. But he's, been, he's a heck of a player. There's no doubt about it. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. And the Aggies got John Gentry. (laughs) John Gentry, he's coming aboard. Signing day. Tell us about John Gentry. Oh, Scotty G just says it was a battle and they got their running back. 5'10", 195 out of Houston, North Shore. This kid's out of North Shore. All right. Who you come out ba- of the North Shore, you're pretty good. Who are they battling? You'd have to ask Scotty. He just says, Aggies get their running back. I know this one was a battle. I mean, I've just heard about him like three seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> it is signing day. We'll check in on the Utes with Brian Brown from Ute Zone at 850. Jake Hatch, our Utah County. He's a hack. Utah County. Bureau Chief will join us for BYU Signing Day. He's going to join us in 35 minutes when he isn't impugning other people or himself. But he's really biased against the Aggies. He didn't. He didn't set up Scotty G. Fill us in on the Aggies. Scotty I Cullen. Told just told you who they got. They got Johnny Gentry, man. They give him the ball. Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, former Cougar coach. Former Utah manager and video coordinator will join us coming up at 8.30. Talk about the Jazz and the Nuggets tonight. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the day, we can get to this, plus PK will randomly shout out kids who sign as they hit social media, and that will be the best part of the show. But PK, with a brilliant question last night, what questions do you want to answer? Come to the mountaintop. And the guru will give you all the answers. We have many questions being posted on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, too. David DJ James on Facebook, DJ and PK. We'll get to that coming up. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Ken Pomeroy joins us right here. BYU, how legitimate do you think they are as a big dance contender? It's only a tournament basketball team. I have them rated 18th, and I don't know if they are that good. Like, you sort of look at the ratings, and they're, like, rated ahead of every SEC team, and it feels like I don't think BYU would win the SEC, but I do think they're an underrated team nationally. They've been pretty consistent, really, except for that Gonzaga game where they got completely destroyed, and that was without Yoli. Generally speaking, I think they're on a good path here to not just getting to the tournament, but, you know, hopefully 
hopefully winning a game when they get there. But you would agree that BYU basketball has a better chance of winning the SEC than BYU football, right? That's a great observation, <laughs> okay. Austin. You're okay. absolutely right. That's what I'm here for, yeah. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. What a given your Valentine. Make it a special personal gift from Minky Couture. Learn more at MinkyCouture.com. All right, DJ and PK, the question of the day. What questions do you want answered? What do you want to know about the universe? Bring it! 855-340-ZONE. Tweet at us, at David DJ James. Good news, the open mic is fixed, so that you can use that as well. No kidding. Nice. Back. That's that time of year. Grab the app. We're going to answer questions. I can actually answer some of these. When I first saw it, I thought, oh boy, these are all going to be over my head. There's a few of them I can handle, though. Mike says, where will Ingles spend his all-star break? Kids are in school. I'm going to take Salt Lake City. Back in the day, I think he went to San Diego. Found some warm weather. Last year, he went to Phoenix. We'll ask him on Thursday. Kids are in school. They're like three years old. What school are they in? (laughs) He said it was good for his son. He liked the routine. It was going well. He thought he was going to spend a whole summer here. They're in preschool. Come on. A whole summer, except for the eight weeks he spends in Japan? (laughs) Yeah, those. (laughs) Except for that. Olympics, you know. (laughs) Chasing gold. Fritz said, do you think the Jazz would ever trade Mike Conley for Chris Paul? No. Paul's got an extra year on his deal. I don't think they would. And he makes more money. So, no, I don't think they would. I think that extra year, they're planning on signing Donovan Mitchell to a big old contract. Sliding that money over to Donovan. Why would Oklahoma City make that move? Chris Paul's an all-star. Mike Conley is searching. Yeah. Searching for his role and his spot. Right now, there's no comparison between the two players. But the reason they might make it is shorter contract, less money. Well, then why'd they take Chris Paul in the first place if they're all worried about that? Because they're moving Westbrook. They didn't have to take what? Of Chris Paul. They didn't. <laughs> Chris Paul's playing great basketball. They are running seventh for a long period of time, but if you're paying attention, they've gotten a lot closer to four, five, and six. Got a chance to move up here. John says, if you're traveling in a vehicle at the speed of light and then you turned your lights on, would they do anything? Oh, they would illuminate the path in front of you. Except that as fast as light thought got there to illuminate it, your vehicle would be there. We need a physicist. What I- I'm going to say no. So, uh, you're wrong. I don't think I am. That's a dumb question anyway. <laughs> there are such things as dumb question. <laughs> and that's one of them. Why is that a dumb question, I'm afraid to ask, but okay, fine. Oh, it's obvious, man. If you got to ask why is it dumb, you're stupid. So what's the answer, oh brilliant one? To what? The question he just asked. I already gave it. <clears throat> What is the fastest animal in the world, Mike wants to know? The cheetah. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. Cheetahs can run 70 miles an hour. The Houston Astros, the cheetahs. Ah, I see what you did there. (laughs) Sean wants to know why is it called a shipment when it goes by car and cargo when it goes by ship? Sean, did you come up with that question yourself? 
Or did somebody ask that in a class once and you've been repeating it ever since? Explain that again. Why is it called a shipment when it goes by car? Why is it called cargo when it goes by ship? But cars are also shipped. Cars are shipped, you're right. Yeah. I went down in a harbor once and had to ship a car over to Germany. Really? Yeah. What'd you do that for? Friends were moving to Germany and they asked me to take it down <laughs> to the harbor and sh- so they can get their car. That'd be a good reason. <laughs> so I said, okay. Okay. Will you ship our car for us? And yes, since we lived two minutes away from the harbor. Uh, we, that was not a long trip for you. No. It was, took about 20 minutes <laughs> to go over to get his car and have him follow me and put the car on the thing and away they went. And I never, I've never seen them again, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. They're moving for good. I don't know. We, we obviously since moved, but I never saw them again as their car sailed off into the sunset coming out of the Los Angeles Harbor, leaving. I know a guy who worked, his job was the, he was a tugboat captain. And so what that meant is that he uh, escorted the ships, and whatever, they could, whatever they would be, you know, tankers, cruise mm-hmm. ships, whatever, through the harbor and out into the ocean. That was his job. And he retired and moved here. And at 84, he just died and his funeral was Monday. So here's to you, John Roberts. May you ride in that tugboat in the sky. That was a cool job, I thought. He was literally on the water every day. Smelling the ocean. Yeah, as you went through... You know, you see, see cruise ships, cruise, they go out. You know, probably seen them on TV or whatnot. But that was the area where I lived. And then you'd take them out and you'd go out and into the open sea and away they would go. Let's go to the phones, Bart. Bart, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys today? Good, Bart. Good, Bart. You have a question? Well, yes, please. Uh, I was reading this morning through the internet and I actually saw a trade that said, Al Horford for Mike Conley, and was wondering what you guys thought about that question. Al Horford for Mike Conley. How much does Al Horford make? I didn't say. Um, they were just they were talking about how they felt that Al Horford wasn't working out as well in Philly as well as he possibly could maybe possibly fill the role of Derek Favors here. Uh, and it was almost the exact reverse role for yeah. Mike Conley no, I got possibly you. wasn't working out. Yeah. Right. I mean, because Philadelphia has now dropped to sixth in the, in the East, and they were considered to be a contender. So their position at sixth is certainly disappointing. And yeah. Uh, so, and I was I wasn't asking you how much he made. I was asking Nerd Boy over here. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, Jake, what did <laughs> you find? <laughs> nice. Jeez. Ah, Pass that off. <laughs> he makes twenty eight million this year. So it would work. 27.5 down to 27, so slight decreases. And then there's uh, another year out there in 2022, 23 for 26.5 million. How old is he? So, but that, that one is not fully guaranteed, but it doesn't tell me how much. Oh, there it is. Yes, it does down below. Never mind. He's, uh, he get 14.5. How old is Horford now? He Horford. Been around for a number of years. Say, right? yeah, it's probably 33. Yeah, I was going to say. Ah, man. So that, Conley's that, got a year and a half right. on his contract. 
Horford has three and a half on his contract, but only half of that third year is guaranteed. And again, this goes back into, yeah. do they want to pay the luxury tax in 2021-22 and 2022-23? of the Jazz, you're The Jazz. No, because, they don't want to pay it. Right. Because <laughs> I already know the answer Gobert's that. getting big money, and yeah. by then could be getting even bigger money, because it looks like he's going to be up for the Supermax deal. Well, I understand. And Donovan's off his rookie deal into a max deal by then. I would say financially, no. I don't think that Horford gives me enough to what I'm looking for right now. If the contract was next year, as if Conley, because the great thing about Conley is if he continues to play below what they expected, and I don't know that he's going to. I mean, he very well could play to the level but they expect. Worst case but, scenario, though. Yeah. Uh, you only have next year. And that contract then, we know in final years of contracts, become more valuable than the actual talent that you're acquiring. So if they needed to, maybe they could get rid of that. Uh, but as you say, worst case, they, they're only on the books for next year. So it's not long term. And it, it provides uh, financial flexibility. And, and I think that that is really crucial financial uh, maneuverability in addition to flexibility because you you just you can't misappropriate the money and you can't get locked into long-term contracts that aren't worth the value the player's giving you if he gives you the value we've seen teams well, that's fine we've seen teams do that oh it seems like it's all the time yeah the, the, before the ink's dry, they're looking to peddle them. 20 years of Nick basketball right there. This is a bad contract, and you just hear that over and over. And they get like, like this Wiggins guy, you know, he was supposed to be all that coming out of Kansas. Well, he's been in the league a number of years. He's making huge money, but he has no effect on winning whatsoever. Zero. They continue to lose. And so just because he was viewed as the hot commodity coming out of college doesn't mean you're going to be anything worth that in the NBA. But yet they throw money at these guys. And then we find out two, three, four years later, what, what, you might as well pay less because you ain't winning anymore. <laughs> so why do that? So you really got to be smart. And the great thing about the Conley thing, I still think he'll be okay, but we're running out of time to say that. But the good thing is that if it isn't okay, this time next year, we're down to two months before he's out the door. And like you say, expiring contracts can be valuable, so right. maybe there would be something. Well, just the mere thought of this Horford trade, obviously the, you know, the value of the contract, that's why it gets brought up. I mean, Philly's on the hook for... A lot of money in a lot of years. Yeah, and, you know, to me, Ainge is one of the shrewder guys out there, maybe because I know him a little bit. I have a bias there, but, you know, he let him go. Uh, We saw what Ainge did with Isaiah Thomas, and that was Isaiah was his feelings were hurt and blah, blah, blah. Well, in retrospect, Ainge was 100% right. Imagine if they had paid him that kind of money that that kid wanted. I mean, he hasn't come anywhere near uh, that I mean, where is he now? Is he Atlanta? Where is it? Where is Isaiah Thomas? I want to say Washington. I think is where he's Washington. At. Yeah, he just he had a little moment there with the Celtics. Those hip injuries have really done him. Then, then nothing really since. And I know he's been injured, but even still, still done nothing. So, you know, what are you going to do with that? Uh, I, I'd be very. I, I wouldn't make that move. Horford, Horford had his day. But plus, I don't look at him as a defensive guy anyway. I, mean, I think as soon as we spelled out the contract, it meant that's not happening. 
And I get why somebody, you know, with the trade machine and write a column on deadline would write it, but I don't, I don't see that happening. Why is it on deadline? The trade deadline. Oh. Isn't it Thursday? You made it sound like he wrote it on deadline. Oh. Like it was, he, it was due at 11.15, and they were off the floor by 12.45. No. no, it's because we're coming up against the trade deadline. Oh. I, wasn't going, I wasn't going old school newspaper there. <laughs> well, when I think on deadline, I start to break uh, into uh, hives. On deadline. Oh, crap. I thought <laughs> I gave that up. back a PTSD. <laughs> All right, so uh, we got recruiting news. We, should we pause the question, shout out some names? You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Justice Anna, offensive lineman from Skyview High School. Going that, to Utah is that State. Justin's son? Yeah. It would be his son. Going to Utah State. Good player. I've watched him twice. In Justin person. Anna already has a kid in college. Yeah. Yep. Crazy, huh? You ready for another one? Breaker Mendenhall, a safety from Virginia. Yeah. Signing I'd, with Utah State. I'd heard of that. Bronco's son is yeah. going to Logan. I knew that that was a, a very strong possibility that that would happen. And Gary and Bronco, you know, Kyle and Bronco hated each other's guts, but Gary and Bronco, they worked together, I think, at Northern Arizona. I have to double check that. So they've had a relationship, and Bronco had taken uh, Gary's son. And then I don't think it ever panned out or something. He played a year at BYU and then transferred back to Logan. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Gary went to during was he was going to Wisconsin during that time. Uh, but anyway, so they they they've been friends. The Utes going to Gilbert, Arizona, to get a six-three linebacker, Jeremy Mercier, Mercier. Who knows? He's got a lot of upside, though. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Long, lean athlete. 6'3", 217, still got to put on some weight. That's what we're going to hear. So he's, he, he can play. He's just he's going to develop. It, it fills a need. At the very least, it fills a need, you know? Speaking of filling needs, the Utes have a corner. Fabian Marks. 5'11", 175, coming out of Richmond, Texas. There's another corner. Where's Richmond? I do not know the answer to that. I just wondered if it's the Houston area and it was Scally who is uh, bringing him in. I trust Scally's uh, ability to evaluate talent. I don't trust him as a person, but I trust him. <laughs> his ability to evaluate talent, for sure, I trust him, yeah. Richmond, Texas is, uh, boy, that's pretty far outside of Houston. It is Houston-ish. It is uh, southwest of Houston. Oh, well. It looks like it's quite a ways. Scally. I mean, southwest, you're getting close to the border there. You would would fly into Houston to get there, though. Okay, I'll fly into Houston anytime. When I do the big story on him, when he blows up, and because there becomes the next Darrell Rivas. What's his name? Fabian Marks. All right. All right, there you go. That looks like we're, uh, we're up to date. Have I missed anybody there? Twitter's, uh, Twitter's pretty it. busy this morning. You got I it. Think. For the locals, at least, yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, so then we're back to the question of the morning, PK. We've got a few more minutes here before Yach yells at us to go to break. The question of the morning. What questions do you want answered? <laughs> 
I want a question answered. Is the Pac-12 network ever going to get distribution, or is this going to flounder forever? It will not. It will not what? Flounder forever? Get get distribution. Ever? Ever. I do not believe you are ever going to see the Pac-12 network on DirecTV. Really? Wow. Both sides dug in? A long time ago. Seems on the surface the Pac-12 is the loser, not Direct. But Direct's lost millions of subscribers, too, themselves, with all this other stuff that's available now. Yeah. There are people who've cut the cord, and when you cut the cord, it's not just cable, it's satellite, too. Yeah, on and on. Although, for the life of me, I have no idea what the difference is between satellite and cable. All I know is I hit the button on, and I want the television station. To me, it's all the same. One is a legit cable, and the other one's a satellite dish. Yeah, but that doesn't tell me anything. (laughs) Gives you the same service. Ryan wants to know, if Apple made a car, would it have windows? He got one laugh with that. Oh, really? A laughing emoji. Uh, Well, it's probably by his wife, though. I mean, because, guys, I've told you a thousand times, the only one who thinks you're funny is your wife. Ryan Radcliffe posted it, and Fritz Braun... Gave it the laughing emoji. How do you know that I'm married? Well, I guess I don't. <laughs> Dave, you just want to box people in. I'm telling you, it's a new world, buddy. It is a new world, but I'm assuming Fritz is a guy. Irregardless, <laughs> again, it'd be the husband, man. not the wife. It'd still be the spouse, but it'd be husband, not wife. What? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know exactly what. In a brave new world. <laughs> Phil says, why does my nose run and my feet smell? Because uh, you haven't washed them enough and should wear appropriate socks. That's he obvious. Means his nose should smell and his feet should run. Oh. That's not clever. Stop it. That falls under the category of stupid. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Thomas wants to know if there is a deep state in sports that prevents Utah teams from winning at all. Maybe they didn't have soccer and MLS on the radar when Real won it. Or OU's just really upset in the 80s, so uh, they let BYU take it. What? Did OU upset the deep state people, so the deep state people let BYU have a national title? What is the deep state? I don't know what that means. That's a, that's a current political reference, PK. I, I don't care. I don't know what it means. Somewhere in the bureaucracy or the people I, who are I'm really running the government. Person. People behind the scenes pulling all the shit. I don't know what that means. All I know is I'm pissed that she tore up the speech. Yeah. That's what I know. But I ain't no political person. And why do they? I felt like I was watching Mass. Stand up. Sit down. Stand up. Sit down. Just stand up the whole time. If you're on this side, stand up. If you're on that side, sit down. But all this standing up. Jeez. Eric wants to know if God created the universe, then what created God? I'm going to leave that to you guys. You guys were out there two years figuring that stuff out. I got this. Oh, you got this? Yeah. God wants as man is. Man can become as God is now. I should right. answer. I mean, that's a nice pre- saying, but what the hell does it mean? I don't know. I mean, that's what I got for you. Who created God? I don't know. God? Yeah, God created God. I guess we'll go with that. Well, who created the other God? I got nothing for you. We're getting real deep now. And if you're, are, if you're a partial God, are you a demigod? Or a semigod? What are you? Those. 
Those are things of the of the eternities that just baffle me. But at the same time, I don't contemplate that very often. Because I understand that whatever's out there, I would know about one billionth of one-tenth of one trillionth percent. Scott says, right now, all I care about is the Dodgers getting Mookie bets. Okay. <laughs> he has no questions. I, I bet you do have a question, though. What's the question? I bet Scott's question down deep is, does this mean the Dodgers win at all? Is this the missing piece of the puzzle? No, I don't think their offense was the issue. I exactly. think it was more pitching in the, you know, what's Jansen going to do? It seems like he, each season, his, he's the big reliever, dude. He has a colder spell more often that lasts longer. So, what so if, does he go through a stretch where he just can't get anybody out? And how long does it last? It doesn't seem like he is on the come. It seems like he's on the down. So what do they do there? And then in, in baseball, much like basketball, football doesn't really have it, but you have trade deadlines where guys come and go that could significantly alter things. I mean, two years ago, they pick up Machado at midseason and when Seager goes down to the injury at shortstop so you know that this Machado is obviously a big bat in your lineup uh, and for half the season you had no idea you were going to get you were going to get him so you really can't say uh, that uh, what this is going to be what that is going to be until you get to August and that deadline is passed but yes the Dodgers who won the division by 21 games last year don't figure to be any worse so if you're in the postseason uh, it's it, unlike basketball. If you're, I think you can legitimately claim every team that makes a postseason in baseball has a shot. Yes, true story. Yeah. We've seen plenty of wild cards win. Right, but does the seven seed win it all? No, no, it doesn't. No, I mean, it, no. What's it? Houston with Lajuan were the lowest at six to win it, and that was twenty five years ago. Yeah, well, more than that now, right? Yeah, or exactly. So. Was it ninety? I'll leave that up to 95. you. I don't worry about that. You get yeah. bogged down in details. Your whole life is bogation in details. Yeah, but I, I just say it and me. move on. <laughs> <laughs> I just spew it and keep going. What difference does it make if it was 24 or 25 and you're contemplating? What was it? And you go it back was 25. in your mind. I couldn't give a flying you-know-what. Too late. Now All you know I for know sure. is that it happened. And what year doesn't right. matter to me. Here's one more thing you want to know before we go to break. Ryan says his only question is, has Dean had lunch with Quinn Snyder again? Maybe he has more insight for us. Yeah, that was funny when Dean dropped that. that was now cool. would be the Dean, time. call in. That was, that was classic. It'd be interesting to find out what Quinn's thinking here about reversing this slide. Getting out of this streak. Getting back on the right track. I've never shared a meal with Quinn Snyder. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Nor does it look like I'm going to anytime soon. Oh, you don't know that. Doesn't look like it, though. Could be a surprise, but it would be a surprise. I have been at events where I'm eating and Quinn Snyder's eating. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But like across the room or something? Well, they've had that stuff here, the sneakers thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That they've asked me to go to. So, yeah. Yeah, So across the room. But, yeah, not across the table. As opposed to like, hey, PK, meet me at such and such a place at 1230. Let's go. You're buying. Now, I've done that with Joe. Oh, yeah? But not with Quinn Snyder. All right, DJ and PK, I got to take a break. When we come back, BYU signing day check in with our Utah County Bureau Chief, Jake Hatch. That's next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
Join Scotty and Ann's Monday from noon to 3 at Payne Anthony Jewelers, 329 Trolley Square, underneath the Spaghetti Factory. All right, time for recruiting update. It's signing day. What's going on at BYU? Jake Hatch joins us now. He's our bureau chief for Utah County. Just call me Yuck. No, he's not. No, he's not? Because he doesn't give us uh, up-to-date information on UVU. That's a joke. See what I can do. I'll update you on Mark Madsen here in a little bit. All right, who's signing? Who's not signing? BYU early on got the news yesterday. Jay Drew breaking it. The Tate Romney, the younger brother of Baylor and Gunnar Romney, will join BYU. But uh, additionally, Scotty Edwards from Olympus High School decided he's going to opt to go to Stanford instead of BYU. So some good and bad news yesterday. And today expected to add the addition of Bodie Schoonover from American Fork High School, as well as Miles Davis out of the greater Las Vegas area. So it should be a pretty quiet day overall for BYU, but they signed most of their guys in the early signing window like most teams did. So there you go. Uh, for the Cougars, it's all about who's returning from missions. And that's additionally, and are they yes. ready to go and how long do they take? You know, that type of thing. And I don't know who's going to be returning and who's coming back. and But you get Miles Davis. I mean, he, he he's a jazz musician. He is a so, jazz musician. So he can come in here and he can be smooth for you. Ah, I see what you did. That's I what like I'm it. looking forward to. You can improvise a little bit too. Miles Davis come in. Yeah. That's the first thing I heard. Are they going to get Miles Davis? <laughs> but he's dead. Miles. But he was a a legitimate jazz musician, well-known in the jazz field. And then you get Bodhisattva. Bodhisattva? Yeah. Or scooting over, but we'll go with Safa. Bodhisattva, is he a player? Pretty talented kid from American Fork High School. Is he going on a mission? Undecided at this point. It was down to BYU and UCLA, and it looks like BYU's going to win out. How about uh, this Romney kid? Tate Romney, uh, if you ask his brothers, they say he's the most talented of the three, but he no, plays. He's going on a mission. He's going on a mission, no, but no, his brothers think he's a better player than them, but he plays no, the they, defensive side of the ball. They always think that. Nobody says that. My brother sucks. I mean, I'm just, I hate it. It's a cliche. Passing along what I've heard yeah. from the two so older you got to wait for, for two years. See you in that. 2022. Yeah. He'll come back when they stop playing Utah for a, a two-year break. That's a good point. Uh, got to fit Florida on there. Yeah, which I think is silly. I think they should up their schedule and play them both. But if they don't want to, it's no sweat off my you-know-what. And I, uh, I saw on, uh, I was, well, I actually was told this, that the quarterback down at Corner Canyon, what's Hagen? Yeah, Cole Hagen. He's going to go to Yale. Oh, he's going to go to Yale. And that is super cool. Well, hey, he's still repping the Y. Okay, that's not bad. Uh, the Y with a bulldog in the middle of it. The one that BYU gets confused for all the time. Yeah, now this kid never lost a game. And good player. I, as I understand, uh, I don't really care how good these high school kids are. I care what kind of kid they are, and I, and I understand he's top of the line. Great, great point average. I think he literally has the best you could have. Well, he's getting an Ivy League education, so yeah, I, that's so sweet. Yeah, you come out and you come out big time winner in the things that really matter. So he put himself in a position to be able to achieve that, and that's just absolutely awesome. 
any of the class of 2018 coming back that's going to be really good? That they should the the Cougars are drooling over getting back. One name to keep an eye on is a kid by the name of Tyler Batty. He's from Payson High School, uh, past rusher. That he's been back actually from his mission since kind of the mid-season point. So they expect him to be able to contribute right away. So he'll be a freshman. Tyler, you drive me Batty. Correct. Well done, Tyler. He's going to drive opposing quarterbacks. Batty. Batty. Yep. He's a D end. Defensive end. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, that, those can be difference makers. And since he's been back a good long while, he should be able to be uh, ready to go. Where did he go to high school? Payson High School. Payson. He's a Payson Lion. I don't know much about Payson. There hasn't been much to know about Payson. That hasn't been a powerhouse football program. I wouldn't think they've had a lot of athletes. Nope. Can you name anybody else coming out of there who's played for the youth, oh, the Cougars, yeah. the Aggies? Eddie Giroux. Well, no. Come on. Yeah. He's making stuff up. Come on. Tyler, <laughs> Tyler Newbold played for the Aggies in basketball. You idiot. In basketball. We were talking football. Right, yeah, but football he could have played football. No, there's no other football ones I can think of. Oh, how about that? The two greatest to come out of Payson are both named Tyler. There you go. That's freaking freaky. <laughs> Freaking freaky. I'm going to get a text from my brother who lives in Payson. Hey, stop bagging on my hometown. I'm bagging on no Payson. There's a Payson, in Arizona. Is there? Up in the mountains is where Camp Tanazona is, or ah. close to it. So it's a little cooler up Fall there. camp destination for Arizona State. Yes, Frank Kush used to take him up there, and now Herm. They, they made a bunch of improvements, and he wants to go up there, and he went up there last year for a few days and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, Camp Tanazona is in Payson. Payson, Utah. You're right. I, I don't recall hearing anything. I couldn't tell you anything about their programs. I don't follow it that much, but I certainly uh, have never heard much about them. They're so. going independent in high school football this next year. And what does that mean? That you, you're not good enough? So you want yeah. to have an easier schedule? Mm-hmm. And then you don't get to go in the playoff? Nope, you can't play in the state playoffs. That's the that's the. And so you play smaller schools? Is that the point? Most of the time are schools of equal size, equal ability is kind of the thought. So you don't play, well, why wouldn't they do that? Why wouldn't you just stay in your region and play those games and then your non-region games? They don't feel like they can be competitive. Cottonwood's doing a similar Because I assume they were playing schools with far more talent. Yes. Well, you just need some booster to go down there and pump in the money into Payson and away you go. Stop giving away the game plan here, PK. (laughs) It's it's obvious how they do that. Bingham State and East (laughs) Tech, they have it locked down. Pump in the money and away you go and the kids will flock. Provo North University. You can win and all that stuff. I'll look forward to Tyler the Batty. I'll be following him. It would be great if he could be. In addition, they've got to have more than that, though. Yeah, the other guy's coming back. That's one guy in particular I think they can play right away considering he's been back for yeah. some time. Yeah. Yeah, with the Cougars, uh, signing day is nice, but I don't know the numbers, but it does seem like there's a higher percentage more than ever that are gone for two years. About half this class is return missionaries. Yeah. And it is a blow when Stanford comes in here. It seems like every stinking year. Yep. They're getting somebody, and Shaw has just yep. made it a priority. Scotty Edwards, the latest one. Yeah, I don't know jack about Scotty Edwards, but if Stanford's is interested in, what does he play? Defensive back safety. Okay. We went through it uh, about a week ago, maybe it's two weeks ago, and looked at all the four-star guys. They rarely stay in state. The three-star guys do a pretty good job of holding on to, but from Stanford to Washington to Oregon to Alabama to Texas. And I wonder why is that? 
They come in and take the best. Well, and I know why those people would come here. I forget why David Shaw, who looked at me in the face, and I've repeated this many times, and says, you tell the people there, I'm coming to Utah, and I'm coming to Utah often, and it was defiant the way he said it. <laughs> okay, I get it. And he told me, he said, Utah kids have what we need. So I get why he's coming, but why is that where you say that most of the four-star and, I guess, five-star is about it was, as high as you a, have. Why did they leave? I think it was a big breakthrough for the Utes this year. They kept two of the four-stars home. That was a breakthrough, yeah. Okay, but that doesn't answer my question. Why are the, why are the well, percentage of the four-star kids, why are they leaving? Something P, uh, DJ likes to bring up is the fact that you can see your kids play almost anywhere right, in this but day the, age. That, which, which he got from me. But the, Okay, you are the <laughs> genesis. But I think they're coming in here saying, we're big time, you can win big. That too. Can, I, I know why they're doing it. I get that. Why? But why are the kids Because leaving? they want to win big. Well, you can win big right here. Well, they haven't been to the Rose Bowl or the playoff. Alabama's coming in and saying you can win a national championship. Washington's saying we've been to the playoff. How many kids are going to Alabama from here? <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Okay, but... It's not Alabama it's, that I'm worried one, about. It's Stanford and Oregon. It's the Pac-12. And, yeah, those are the schools that I'm worried about. It's Alabama, Oregon and Washington they, have been to the If they go, playoff. so be it. Oregon and Washington have been to the playoff. For Oregon, it's been a while. You can win big here. <laughs> well, apparently... You can win just as big. Xavier Carlton and Van Fillinger believe that and then went to the U. But the U, you hadn't even... That, again, that doesn't address why the kids are leaving. Because they don't think they can win big at the U, and they do think they can win big somewhere I don't else. know that. I think you're assuming that. I am assuming that. Right. That's so I don't pitch. I don't assume that that's true. It's not about the pitch that they're making. It's about why these kids decide that they need to leave here. Why does this Sewell kid, this both of them, yeah. why do they decide I don't want to be playing here? Why does uh, Puka Nakua decide I'm going receiver. to USC? I'm yeah. not. I'm going to Washington. But he still why? didn't go to Utah. Why? I want to know. His brother I, on the team. I think there's. I don't think there's one blanket answer that covers well you can win big here you can win big here too you can you can it doesn't mean you haven't done it at the highest level but you can still do it i mean clearly you can do if you want to go to the nfl your chances are just as good here as they are any place else on the planet in this country any place just as good any place and I'm not knocking these kids for leaving because it's their choices and whatever they want to do, not that I care, but I support it 100%. If that's what they want to do, great. But I'm really interested in knowing what is the literal reason why these young fellas aside are leaving. From, aside from what they'll tell you when you ask, I like the coaches, I like the facilities, I really felt at home here, I felt like a family. Yeah, I think there's got to be more than that. And oh. maybe, maybe it's negative towards Utah. Maybe I didn't feel at home. Maybe, whatever, I don't know. Maybe they can't win the big one. And there's, there's got to be tangible reasons, and I would love for somebody to do a study of all but these But when you kids. look at the schools they're going to, and, you know, and it's like one kid to LSU, it's one kid to Alabama, it's a couple of kids to Washington, it's several to Stanford. Those are all teams that have won conference championships. Yeah, I get it. You're not going well, to get four stars going to go to San Jose. Right, but I, I mean, that's what they've got that. in common. Is that these teams at the Utes and Cougars and as you want to, but all the local schools are losing out to are teams that win conference titles in Power Five leagues. That's where the majority of the kids when they leave the state are going. So I think it's winning big. That's it. 
You get Nakua barely got any run this year, but they were supposed to win big, and they didn't. But that's it. I think there's more to it. But I don't know. That's my point. I don't know, and I want to know. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Coming up, Tim Lacombe, Jazz Radio Studio Analyst, 8.30. That's about 25 minutes away right here on 97.5 at 12.80 The Zone.